I can worship God out alone under the shade tree just the same as you can worship God when you go down to the church. Anyone heard that before? Probably several times. Kids, as far as that statement I just made, that's not the best practice for your life. We're going to talk about the Lord's church tonight. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 25. You can go there. We'll, we'll go ahead and start there and we're going to leave there and be all over the place. I have a friend, a lot, a lot of conversation goes on about, about church and people have all kinds of opinions about church. I, I have a friend that invited a co-worker to church one time and he said, he said no, he didn't know anything about what he believed. He just, that's the first thing he ever said to him. Uh, Would you like to go to church with me this Sunday? And he said, no, there's too many hypocrites down there. I'm not going to go. And my friend was pretty quick-witted, and he said, oh, one more won't hurt. Come on down. And uh, that was plenty funny. I don't know how well that went over as a witness to him. It, it might have got his attention. But, you know, we have all kinds of thoughts and conversations on this. I, I ran into a couple. I, I met a couple for the first time ever a while back, and we got to talking. And, and if you stand around and talk long enough, the Lord's going to come up somehow and... And finally, they asked me what I do. And I said, well, I'm assistant pastor of Lakeway Baptist Church over in Tascacita. And when I said that, I had no idea which way the conversation was going to go. I just knew it was going to change. But much to my delight, they were fellow children of God. I met another brother and sister in Christ, and it was great to meet them. And they started talking about where they go to church, and then they said, they're, well, they're, they're not doing too good right now with church because... They have season tickets to the Houston Texans. You know, how I don't say this to criticize these people. Just, just to get our minds on the subject of the Lord's church. What are our priorities? How important is it to you and I, the church that we gather together in? Where are our priorities in this? Uh, why do we gather together? Why are you so faithful? Why is it such a high priority that you are here all the time? We were just here Sunday morning, this morning, and now we are back in the Lord's church tonight. Why do we gather together in church? And, and, and as we talk about church, let's think about what the church is. The church is a local called out assembly of believers the church is not the building, it is the people, a group of born-again, baptized believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our personal Savior. It's, it's not the building, it's the people in the building. When we come and when we assemble here, we share the truth of heaven. We invite people out that do not know Jesus as their Savior, or the Lord draws people that they might come hear the gospel, and people can be saved everywhere. But how sweet is it? Just, just kind of think back. People, people are saved not too long ago. People are saved here. People are saved right here in the midst of the church. What, what a wonderful thing that is that takes place in the church. Fellowship takes place in the church. What we learn in our lives with one another right in here is how to love one another how to forgive one another, how to comfort one another. We meet and we greet one another. We get closer one to another 
in the Lord's church. What a, what a sweet thing that this is for our lives. God has a name for us tonight that we might take some words of His and consider His precious church and maybe we can keep refreshed on some reasons why we continually meet together for church. I, I don't know why. I'm not looking for an argument or, or uh, a confrontation with anyone, but I would just love for, for people to ask me why I go to church. I, I love it when that comes across my mind, and, and we should all desire to give that answer to people. Why do we gather at church? Well, I'm going to start with, with, with a big one right here, because Jesus gave his life for the church. It says in Ephesians chapter, chapter 5 and verse 25, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Now, the verse starts out with some very helpful words to the man in marriage, and and I've preached on this verse before years ago, and and I focused on the first part of it. Uh, I believe the title of the message was Be Sure to Love Your Wives, Husbands. Even though that was the title or I made that comment along the way. That's very important. And that was the focus. Tonight I want to focus on down into the verse just a little bit about how Christ loved the church. The church is precious to the Lord Jesus Christ. He has sacrificial love for the church. And, and Jesus Christ's love is a, is a love in action. He, he gave His own life for the church. He proved that He loved the church by giving Himself for the church. See, God doesn't just love in word, but God loves in deed. God's love is something that moves. It's, it's different from human love. It's different from the, the mushy love, the, the, the stuff that we call love in the world. The God, God's love, it is sacrificial. It, it seeks the well-being of people at His own expense, even the expense of His own Son. And, and with that agape love, Christ loved the church. And He gave His life for the church. The love of Christ went to the cross of Calvary for all of us. The love of Christ went into our hearts when we trusted in Him as Lord and Savior. The love of Christ moves and it's, and it's active and He loves the church with that love. So when we think about and when we go to church, may we consider... May we consider what Christ did that created this to make this possible for us to go to church. May we think about that whenever we gather together. How much Christ loves the church. That He died that we might have the church to gather together. He loved us so much that He died for us. You know, I, I like it when we, when we celebrate the Lord's Supper here and, and pastor advises and gives direction of how about we just all walk out of here with our families and and not discuss things, not talk about things with one another, but just get in our respective cars and and just go home and and, and think about this. Do this in remembrance of me and, and to remember the Lord and to meditate on Him as we leave this place. That's a... That's a really good thing to do. We should do it more often than, than just on days like that. 
to consider and think about what Jesus Christ has done for his church. The church is very valuable to him, very precious to him. He loves the church. Acts chapter 20 and verse 28 continues to prove this point with the fact that he purchased the church with his own blood. It says in Acts 20, it says, Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. Wow. You know, we, we have enough. We have enough proof. We have enough right here in what we've shared that, that we are to gather together, be faithful to gather together. Uh, and and it's, a good, it's a good reason why we gather together. Uh, we have enough right now to share with others, to consider the fact of why we're faithful to the Lord's church, considering the fact that He gave His life for the Lord's church. That, that's enough to make us want to gather together all alone just in that. But let's continue with some other thoughts as we think about gathering together in the Lord's church. We gather because God is to be honored in the church. He's to be honored in in all of our lives everywhere we are. But in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 21, it says, Unto Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Estimate the worth of your Father in heaven the the best you can and consider Him in all His glory and give what's due to Him when you come here to meet and to worship God. Give Him praise. Give Him honor. He's to be given glory in the church. That's what we do when we gather here. We come to give glory to God. May that not be lost in everything that would try to get in the way of our lives and our hearts and our minds and try to ruin a time that we gather together to give glory to God. May that be the first and the most important thing that we do in God's church when we come here. Give Him glory. We give God praise and glory here. The Christian is in Christ and when we come together in the church, that's what we do. We give God glory and it's never to stop. It it says throughout all ages, world without end, amen. That's something we're going to do for the rest of our lives. All throughout eternity, we're going to be glorifying the Father in heaven. I think a, a, a verse of a song we just sang had something to do with that. Praise God, because that's what we're going to do forever. We're going to praise Him, and we're going to glorify Him endlessly all throughout heaven. And it's a privilege to us. And that privilege starts now. We learn, we're, we're practicing what we're going to do in heaven now. We're to praise God and give Him glory right now when we gather together. Praise Him endlessly. The Lone Ranger Christian that cannot obey, cannot obey and follow this scripture right here. They can't give glory to God in the church if they just want to go out and meet under the shade tree, you know. But, but you and I, we gather together and we give God what is due as His Word tells us to do. And we praise Him, we're in awe of Him, and we give Him the glory. We gather together, we gather together not only to 
because Jesus gave His life for the church but, and because God is to be honored in the church because we're advised also not to abandon the Lord's church. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25, it says, "...not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching." That word forsaking, it means letting down. It means to abandon. We're not to, to, to lay the Lord's church down. We're not to, to let this thing down. We're not to abandon gathering together and assembling with God's people. We're, and I don't want to twist this definition up too much, but when I looked up that word in the Greek and it said letting down, I just had a little thought that came to my mind. I'll just interject right now. And that is, we, we let down our brothers and sisters in Christ when we're not here. If, if, if all of you came in Sunday morning and just half the, half the people are here that are usually here, it would throw you back. You would think something's wrong. And it would disturb you. It would let you down. We encourage one another the more we see each other here. I look forward to, to seeing you and being with you when we gather here. And, and it is a letdown to the people of God when we're not here. We're to not be forsaking, though. We're to not abandon the Lord's church. You know, we could let our minds go where they shouldn't to come up with excuses not to go to church. Uh, I went to a little country camp meeting one time, and, and this man uh, got up. I think he was a retired preacher. And the title of his sermon was Dumb Excuses for Missing Church. And, and we could let our minds come up with all kind of things not to gather together and uh, not to meet with God and meet with one another. You know, Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 3, he was talking about how the serpent beguiled Eve. And then he talked about how our minds can be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. So, so we have an importance here, and God has a name that we might keep a focus on while we gather together in God's house. It's to give Him glory. It's because Jesus Christ gave His life and died for the church. It was raised again. It's because Jesus loves the church. We need to be mindful of this when we gather together. Let us not listen to the voice that would tell us to leave the Lord's church, especially for petty reasons. You know, there are so many reasons that people try to use God is leading me somewhere else when He's doing no such a thing. God, God doesn't do that real often. It's going to be a particular reason why He does it. And it's not going to be over strife or it's not going to be over a little conflict between people. That's pride that causes that. And, and God can take care of that in all of our lives. It won't, you know, we, we could go, but it won't be okay because God tells us not to. Not everyone's meant to be a member of Lakeway Baptist Church, but God wants someone to be a member of His true churches. He wants someone in His, in his church. He wants everyone in His church as a member faithfully serving. So let us not follow the path of someone that would walk away. But, but maybe we should encourage them to stay. Maybe the Lord is leading some to leave, but maybe we should encourage them to stay. 
We're to be exhorting one another. We're to be lifting one another up. We're to be admonishing one another. We're to be, we're to be encouraging each other and faithfully gathering together until we see Jesus come back in the clouds. You know, His precious true churches are going to be here when He comes back. So that's what our focus is to be. We're going to gather together in God's house. We're going to worship Him until Jesus comes back in the air and takes us home. And we're going to be faithful to do so. We're going to have the right focus. And we know why that we're here to worship God. May we be exhorting one another. We'll find no institution more important in this world than the Lord's church. You can go anywhere you want and you will not find any group of people more important than, than the Lord's church. The people in the Lord's church. The last person I, I want to offend is, is one of God's children. I hate the thought of standing before God having caused one of His children to stumble. I, I, don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want that to happen. He, God is very serious about His church. I was just talking to someone the other day and, and thinking about Paul. And, and whenever God used Paul to really get firm about some things, it had to do with His church. And, and God's church is very personal to Him. And we should do everything we can to be a, a protection and a help and a strength in the Lord's church. We're all a link in the chain. May we be as strong as possible. I, I can't imagine offending. So no one should come to God's church to mess with people. This is the last place you should want to mess with someone. And we could go on and on about that. But we're advised not to abandon the Lord's church. God would have us to reset a clear focus if need be tonight. Focus our minds tonight on Jesus Christ and His church and the heavenly, precious love, sacrificing love that He has for His church. He gave His life for the church. We're to meet together until Jesus comes back giving glory to God in the church. That's what, that's what we're doing here. Couple of couple of thoughts I want to start closing with in this. Something that might need some refreshing in our lives, a refreshing and, and a change that might need to take place. You know, as we consider that we're to gather together for these reasons, as we have a clear focus on how precious the Lord's church is, what God has an aim for tonight is that you and I might keep from falling into rut or routine with going to church. Maybe we shouldn't say going to church. Maybe we should say we're going to meet with God and we're going to meet with God's people. Whatever it takes for you and I not to, not to fall in the negative side of rut and routine with church and not thinking about what we're doing. Uh, we gather together, and, and, and maybe there's a focus tonight that maybe we should place our focus on the Lord over people when we gather together. I love coming and gathering and having fellowship with people, but it should be our Father, number one, over fellowship. Coming to worship God, to give glory to God, it, it's more important. The people are important, and we're important to each other, and we need each other, but God's to have first place in it. And that's why we come here. That's why we gather to worship the Lord. Maybe, maybe there's a thought that we need to keep ourselves 
from, from speaking negatively to church members or, or doing anything to hurt another church member. Maybe it's, maybe it's driving home on the way after church with the family in the car and talking negatively about church members in front of the kids. You know, that, that sounds real direct, and I don't know anything about anyone doing that. I, I promise you, it's just, a, it's just a, a horrible thought I have of, of what we lead our kids to think that church is all about if we're driving home and we're talking bad about other church members. Considering the preciousness of the Lord's church, these are a couple of things that will make changes for us tonight. Maybe this will cause us to be so close to the Lord that nothing gets in between God and ourselves at all. No person, nothing at all can get between us and the Lord. I tell my teenagers that all the time through a problem, and that is let nothing come between you and Jesus. No person should cause you to leave the Lord's church. It's, it's precious. We come here to worship, and, and these are some changes that we might be refreshed to have made in our lives. I invited a fellow to church one time, and, and he came to church, and we had, we had been friends for a while, and we talked about the Lord for a while. He didn't know the Lord, but he finally came to church, and, and when he left, I know he didn't want to hurt my feelings or just trying to talk negatively about the church. He was just telling me his feelings, and he said, he said church was boring, and it was kind of like a funeral. And, and I just had a, and I felt, I felt so sorry for him. I didn't say anything ugly back, and I know he was just expressing his thoughts, and I, I just really felt bad for him later on. And, and my next thought a, a day later on it was, well, well, he needs to have, go ahead and have his funeral. You know, we're, we're dead in sins until we come to Christ as Lord and Savior, and he needs to go ahead and have that funeral to, come, to be able to come alive unto God to be able to be excited about the things of the Lord, to be able to be excited about His church. I, if there is some kind of struggle with making faithful attendance to the Lord's church for a member, something is absolutely just wrong. We're, we're, we're talking today and trying to make things okay that are not okay, and some things are just casually considered. Something is seriously wrong if we don't have just a fervent desire for the Lord's church. I know we go through seasons and ups and downs of life, but nevertheless, the strength that we find here, the desire to be here that the Lord gives us. You know, with young people, some young people are here or go to a church maybe just because their parents drag them there. But even in young people, young people are not the future of the church. They're the present in the church. Just as well right now. They're just as important as anyone right now. And there's to be a desire in the heart of every child of God to be here. And when there's not, there's, there's definitely something wrong. There's something that's, that's not setting well in our lives. Just something that's, that's just out of sorts that shouldn't be there. Maybe it, maybe it might be that someone needs to be born again in the Lord's house tonight. 
because it's a, this, is a living, this is a living body of believers. We have a living word. We are alive in the Lord Jesus Christ. We come alive in Christ whenever we trust in Him as Savior. And He gives true desire to be here. Uh, people cross my mind, and I think of people who had struggles with, with attendance and, and being here. And then we've had people through the years that, that had made a profession of faith. They were on the membership roll, and then all of a sudden, they got saved. And they're here all the time. And you see the difference. And it's so encouraging. And it's so, it's so wonderful to see in the life of someone that truly gets saved. And what, what a great measure it is for our lives. What do we think about the Lord's church? What, what are we doing here? We gather together because Jesus loves the church. He gave his life for the church. We're to give glory to God in the church. We have clear instructions not to abandon the precious assembling of God's people together. We have many reasons why we gather here. May we stay refreshed on this. May we not fall into that rut that could so easily happen. Let us go to the Lord in a word of prayer. Father God in heaven, Lord, we come to you this evening. My dear God, I thank you for a day of life. I thank you for some thoughts that we've been able to share tonight, dear God. Lord, may, may your church be exalted and uplifted, dear God. I thank you for knowing the importance of what we do. It's very humbling knowing that we are a member of your church, dear Lord, and that we're your children, and we're even joint heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ and the, the true worship that we enter into here, giving glory to you and, and, and praising your name, giving you honor. We're going to be able to do that all throughout eternity, dear God. May we not lose focus on our spiritual lives and why we gather together here, dear God. May that be a, a, a clear focus every time we come to and leave this place. May it affect the way we talk about your church. May it affect the way we are with individuals in your church, dear God. Bless us as only you can. Help us that we might be mindful always of how precious your church is. And Lord, if there be one here tonight, that is not truly a member of your church because they've never been born again. They've never trusted in Jesus as Savior. Father, we pray that they might believe in Jesus tonight. We pray these things.